Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. Welcome to another episode of Nerdyverse here at Nerd Herder. I'm J Dub. I'm here too. I'm Boop. I was <laughs> yes. not prepared, you... even though I heard the, <laughs> the intro music and you know was fully on oh, the podcast. You but literally used the word professional 30 seconds ago. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Who were you talking about? <laughs> I wonder. Uh, maybe one of our our many guests and their actual podcasts. Many um, beautiful guests. They are taking a break and doing the charitable work of guesting with us tonight, and we appreciate them for it because we, so because obviously no one has anything else to do on a Friday night on May twenty seventh. Right. Like, Nothing extra what, awesome. What's going on? Yeah. No. No. Uh, no Star Wars conventions in Anaheim that we are clearly not at. I none don't believe of, in them. None of that stuff is happening. Look. We we decided. I don't know why we decided. I decided. I'm in charge of the calendar. Why did you let me do this? I don't know. <laughs> we decided forever ago. We were like, hey, you know that movie we really like? We should celebrate it for its anniversary. And we chose the week that we knew was Kenobi week. But we're like, eh, it releases on Wednesday. Everybody will be bored and need something to do on Friday. And then what does Lucasfilm do? They they Lucasfilm confirmed here is a fan of Nerd Herder because they knew what we were going to do, and they skirted us. Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen herself. Kennedy, you stole our audience. Uh, but this you know is why what? she's fired as the head of Lucasfilm. <laughs> if, if you heard it here, folks. Uh, reenact it with your John Favreau and Dave Filoni action figures out this fall from Hasbro. Uh, yeah, Star Wars Celebration is happening. A lot of great things are happening. The Nerd Herders have not watched Kenobi uh, yet. No but, spoilers. Uh, we will make that correct after this episode. Uh, but before we bask in the glory that is Kenobi and enjoy and celebrate that, uh, we wanted to gather together here as friends and hear the tale of uh, a film I really, really enjoy. It's very special to me. I don't know if anybody's ever noticed, but I have a little alien uh, that's always on my microphone here. Uh, he's just always hanging out. We also have a predator over yes. there on Boop's mic. But uh, His it's name always is Kyle. There. I have a shelf behind me. Wait. It's mirrored. I, I'm, I'm ignorant. It's right there. Uh, no. Right there. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. yeah. I got it is. right. That's right. Um, this is for the visual uh, audience. Um, but I have a shelf behind watching, me. watching, what are you doing? Yeah. Why aren't you joining us live every Friday at Nerd Herder? Um, yeah, I've got a shelf behind me of Aliens. Um, I like Alien. I like this movie, this franchise, more than most people. Uh, more, more than most people? Or you like it more than most people like the movie? <laughs> Both. <laughs> but I will tell you, I was very surprised because every one of our guests uh, uh, was not coerced in any way. And we did not pay them mm. to uh, be here. Mm. Um, but uh, they all gladly chose to be on this episode. So clearly, yeah. uh, they, like me, have a love for at least this movie. Um, maybe not so much its sequels, but we'll find out. Um, but nonetheless, we have, first off, Friend of the show, Brad. Bradley. Hey. Back with us. I came back to pick up Kevin. I can't find him anywhere. <laughs> he's uh, under the bed. It's fine. Yeah, he's we, under the bed. What the... We finally changed the litter box and he's just not enjoying it at all. So he's just Dang protesting. It. He heard that we had other company coming and he just <laughs> scuttled oh, under there. Yeah, he felt betrayed. 
Uh, no, I gotta Brett. get his gotta get his kennel going and all that. <laughs> Make sure you put the towels down. Yeah. Oh man, Brad. Gotta get, from, get his uh, cone of shame. The Force Losers podcast, arguably the the best and cuddliest part of the podcast, I'd say. It's true. Um, Thank you. <laughs> taking time Thanks. to join us while Kev goes and does his squats. Um, now, uh, also joining us is the other half of the lovely, well, other third now. Other third, of yes. You have to remember. Blue Bantha Milk. I forget Chris all the time because he doesn't like the Bay movies. <laughs> wow. And it's just, you know what? We'll, we'll have therapy about that one day. Chris, <laughs> Chris is Bay, though. Uh, but one of the better parts of Blue Bantha Milk. It's Sean. Gone. I like that. That's a great <laughs> introduction. Yeah. Hello. Sure. How are you all doing? Oh, fantastic. Lovely. Sipping coffee. Dude, the sleepies hit me right right as I sat down for this episode. Don't laugh at me, Brad. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm already. I'm excited and pumped. And the next thing I know, I'm just like about to pass out. And I, I've got this show. I've got then two episodes of Kenobi. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I've got so much to get through. So uh, I guess yeah, it is Friday night for you, isn't it? Because I did I watched Kenobi on Friday night, but my Friday night was fifteen hours ago. Oh yeah, well it's it, Saturday it, morning. Yeah, well, and um, as we found out, all the cool kids could have uh, watched uh, Kenobi at twelve a.m. Um, Friday night. Uh, I'm that sorry. happened. Sorry, I'm laying in bed and getting ready, and then I get the, the notification. You know, Star Wars shared a new tweet, and it's like, hey. Now is the time. Watch Kenobi. And I'm like, <laughs> please. And but, I was already no. asleep. Yes. But no. That just means uh, you watch it without her. I, I can't do it. Nah. I love I the book too much. And Kevin says hi, the other half of the Force oh, hey. podcast. Why are you driving to New Mexico? I, yeah, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. <laughs> There's a lot to do. Uh, but another new face to the show, uh, but not new to us. I um, certainly hope not. I, I will say up front, I think Boop does have a little bit of favoritism for this lovely guest, but uh, the one-haired titan that is Justin. The one-haired titan? It's not on my head, bro. That's messed up. They're all down here. You know what? Um, Turn me back off. Turn me <laughs> off. Turn my screen off. <laughs> don't mock the ginger beard. It's true. People tell me all the time I have a ginger beard, and I don't get it. Somebody told me happy ginger day today, and I felt offended. <laughs> it's ginger day. <laughs> uh, well, you're well, technically, you're not ginger right now. so Not currently. Yeah, uh, which our audience would know if they tuned in live every Friday at 9 p.m. <laughs> um, did you guys, you mostly do, did you guys know we have a Nerd Herder Discord? Yeah. 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 I we do. So. I'm in um, there. You yeah. are. You are. You don't utilize it. Listen. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't text most people. So uh, this is a promo for everybody else. You can uh, check out the link in the description of this video or podcast, wherever you're getting it. Uh, there's a link to join our Discord. Uh, the requirements are minimal. Um, and join us. Have fun. Because you can contribute to such illustrious questions as this week. I was having a hard time deciding what to call this episode. Um, cause I didn't want to, I cause we just, answers. we just did, uh, last week an episode for the 20th anniversary of attack of the clones. Um, and like, there's, there's only so many ways you can title an anniversary episode without just saying, Oh, you know, 20th anniversary, 43rd anniversary. So I was like, Hey guys, I went to my peeps, 
the Discord and was like, hey, I have a lot of faith in you. <laughs> Misplaced. <laughs> Help me come up with a title. So I want, to <laughs> right. I want to entertain you with some of the titles that could have been in another reality, in a multiverse, you might say. Uh, of this episode. <laughs> Why are you skipping so, mine? For, I'm not skipping yours. <laughs> Stop. Oh. <laughs> so from uh, the, the illustrious Boop uh, themselves, Alien, Mommy's Home. I don't, mm -hmm. you I know. Like I, like, I kind of yep. like that one. Yep. I get it. There's, a, there's a queen in there's there. There's a heavy mommy theme throughout the entire series. <laughs> this what? entire series could be called Mommy Issues. The, I, you know what? Honestly, uh, we've also got Alien, Isn't One Egg and Oof? It's mm. a French joke for people. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Okay. Yeah. So you see, the French word for egg is off. Yeah, so yeah, isn't yeah. one egg see, enough? I feel like the French are yeah. enough of a joke that we don't need to make jokes. <laughs> what are you, Connor? I'm sorry to all of our French well. fans. I don't know if we have those. If we do, like, say a wee-wee in the uh, comments. Yeah, section. Give us a wee-wee. <laughs> uh, from the lovely uh, Nick Milky from Podcast of the Wills, friend of the show. The Milky Man. Uh, in space, no one can hear you heard. I did kind of like that one. That one was close. I like that oh, yeah. one. But I didn't know if people would uh, would catch that one as much. Um, then another one from Boop. Nostromo, Money, Mo, Aliens. I don't know what you were going for there. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I fo I'm following the thread. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Boop sure. is funny is the essential <laughs> what we're getting here. All right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then my favorite from the other half of uh, Force Losers from Kevin oh, no. himself. They mostly pod at night. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> yes. Uh, we do, in fact, live every Friday at night. So <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it, man. I'm going to keep it's, doing it's it. As, it's almost as bad as the dad joke. Oh, my God. I, well, I don't have one. Exactly. I don't know what you want from me. You have three. Uh, yes, this is the dad <laughs> cast of Nerd Herders uh, Wonder oh. Years right now. So all the, all the lovely dads joining us tonight. Thank you so much. Um, like I said, off the top... Uh, you know, all of you very exuberantly um, decided to join for this episode. So I figured I'd start off with just asking, you know, a general, you know, what what made it such an easy yes for this one? Is it, you know, because you're a horror movie fan, a sci-fi movie fan, you know, or is it just you kind of like this movie? Do you like a Geiger? Do you like a Geiger? Justin, why don't you start us off? I, I like it a Geiger. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I really knew anything about Alien until I watched Spaceballs. Spaceballs was the introduction. Okay, right? all right. And everybody knows what I'm talking about, right? The scene in the, the space diner or whatever it's called. Um, uh, and uh, I'll have the special, right? And, and it, <laughs> the chest burster. And I'm sitting with my dad because that's probably where I watch most of the movies that have become cult classics that I love is just watching them with my dad when I was a kid. And I remember watching that one and seeing that. I'm like, I don't get what's going on on the screen there. <laughs> I don't I don't know what that is. Um, and he told me it was Alien and then proceeded to tell me that I couldn't watch it. Yeah, um, which, which was a call to arms. Uh, and so I did. Um, and uh, ever since then, the the horror space horror genre, cosmic horror uh, has been uh, a big part of uh my entertainment list like mm -hmm. um i'm big on um event horizons probably my all-time favorite spooky movie right because really? you showed me that movie yeah i showed i sh i showed boop probably too many movies that she shouldn't have seen but <laughs> okay uh, yeah that's i i've told the story before about justin 
every time we talk about a horror movie, I'm like, hey, so my brother showed me this movie when I was way too young. This is the yep. Justin from those stories. <laughs> I created the poop you know. I, I was going to say, because I think <laughs> you told a story about it before, the, the yeah. 1990 mm -hmm. it. Classic um, Pennywise, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good times, so. good times. But yeah, so, so it's, it's just always kind of been there in the, in the, uh, in the periphery of, of movies that I've tried to keep an eye on and, and just the Geiger feel. Nice. Very cool. Sean, what about you uh, with Alien? Yeah, I mean, you were, you were, I think, actually the first to uh, agree to join us for this one. Oh, yeah. No, I love this. I love this movie. Um, I, uh, so I grew up in, I live in Australia now, but I grew up in England. And we had like, you know, when I was like 11 or 12, we got the, the satellite dish and we had um, Sky is the name. It was the name of like the, the channel. I was named like the package. So you had like Sky One, Sky News, Sky Movies and all that. Skynet. Skynet. <laughs> Um, and when we had um, school holidays, Sky Movies did a thing where I think it was like, say, maybe like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at 10 o'clock at night. They had Alien and the next night they had Aliens and the next night they had Alien 3. Ah. And my parents were very kind of slack on letting me watch things, provided that, you know, I didn't go crying to them if I had nightmares. It was mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, it's it's that's it. You know, you can you can do what you want, but. Don't come, you know, don't come whinging if you can't sleep. That's, that's, this is the trade-off. I was like, okay, fair enough. So I watched Alien and just thought it was amazing. And the next night I watched Aliens and was just like, oh my God. And then Alien 3, which for a long time, Alien 3 was, um, was definitely my favorite because of like, obviously it's all English actors. It was all actors I knew from like TV and stuff like that. And I, I just quite liked the setting and everything. Looking at like, watching like the assembly cut later, I'm still sort of like, yeah, that, that movie's, that movie's dope. I love um, hearing that because I like I, I remember when I binge watched and actually discovered that there was more than one. Um, mm. That one really stood out uh, for me. And I don't know why even looking back, I still wouldn't say it's necessarily my favorite, but I knew it. It, it like just stuck I, like the yeah. overall feel was very different and memorable and everything. So it, it's very rare to hear somebody praise Alien 3, at least for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Well, when when um, Prometheus came out, my, me and my wife did. Um, I think it was coming out on the Friday. So we did like Monday Alien, Tuesday Aliens and so on. And her favorite was she absolutely loved Alien 3. And the thing that always kind of that we always come back to is there's a scene in Alien Resurrection where someone puts like these um, like little jelly cubes in a glass and then puts a laser on them and then they turn into whiskey. And she always comes back to that as just that's the stupidest thing she's ever seen in a movie ever. And it will always like so when I said oh, I'm going to do this uh, thing, I'm going to go and um, uh, I'm going to uh, talk about Alien, and you know I'm going to go get the Blu-ray and we can sit and watch it. And she's like, "Is that the stupid whiskey one?" Like, "No, no, no, it's the good one. It's the Ripley. It's like it's the Ripley and the tiny undies." And she's like, "Oh yeah, no, yeah, cool. Yeah. I watched that with you. Brilliant. Time me up." So Great. we watched that last week, and she was like, "God damn, that's a good movie." And she's been talking about it all week, and just if 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 one of us didn't have to look after the baby, she'd be sat here instead of me. Oh wow! Like she's invited. Which, yeah, she's like just taking she's taking the baby out for bring, for bring the baby too. You bring know what? Gus. Surely like, this is a oh, baby yeah. state conversation. <laughs> I know Gus would be all over it. But yeah, uh, no. And um, recently, I uh, we played uh, the video game Alien Isolation, oh, and oh. I bought it for my brother-in-law, and he played it and he loved it, and he was like, "You know what? I've never seen these movies." Like, mm. oh no shit. So <laughs> you know, we watched them all, and he absolutely loved them and everything. So they've become kind of like. A bit of a family thing and then the last time we were out with uh we went to my in-laws and they live in the country out on a farm and 
we're all sitting there at night and everyone's a bit kind of like everyone's a bit cold and a bit bored and we're just kind of sitting around and someone turned the tv on and alien came on and we're like Woo -hoo -hoo, yes please and it's like awesome. all scurried into the living room to watch it again and yeah no I, it's just a it's a it's it's a nigh perfect movie yeah it's i think in terms of like the pacing and the characters and better than sort of most of the sequels it just gives you that thing of like okay here's like six or seven characters here's an hour of like build up and then there's an hour of alien you know mm -hmm. so you get that kind of by the time the alien shows up you don't want any of those characters to die except ash and um and you're ready to go so yeah i love it i can't speak i can't speak more highly of it i absolutely love it that's awesome i love i love hearing that it's like such a family thing for you because like <laughs> obviously you know our star wars being our main thing on this podcast we mm. hear those kinds of stories all the time with star wars and such uh not so much like i i definitely and i'll i'll talk about it but like for me that's very much the case because like that was just what me and my mom watched this was very much up mm -hmm. the alley of what i was raised on which looking back mm -hmm. eh, you know but i turned out fine ish honestly right so it's like it's like this weird flippage happening where like you know when we met you started showing me the things like the family content i missed out yeah. on and i'm showing you more of the <laughs> you... stuff you he had never seen Young Frankenstein. <laughs> no, until until one Christmas with the family, I'd never seen that. Insane. Oh, it's wild because my my wife her, and her brother, like I lived with them for we 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 all lived together for a few years, and I was amazed. You only sort of have a, like a, just a casual conversation. You bring up a movie and someone hasn't seen it, and it was like I was talking about something. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm sure there's like someone like John McClane's in the vents or something, and they just gave me a blank look. I'm like, Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> Hadn't seen Die Hard. So it's like, right, okay. Oh, wow. And all of like the end, of, we ended up bonding over just like all those 80s, 90s action movies. The, and it was like The Fugitive, Air Force One, Cliffhanger, Die Hard. Mm -hmm. We were just watching them and just like. Oh, man. And yeah. I think I ruined, I sort of ruined them because then like, you know, they'll go and watch a movie now and we'll come back and be like, yeah, it's good, but it's not The Fugitive, is it? You know, like, <laughs> all right. Like, oh, oh. Damn. I gave them a taste of the, of the gold and now I've ruined them. I didn't right. kill my wife. I don't care. <laughs> that movie, that's a perfect movie. Oh, oh, man. I watched it. Can't the other speak day. more highly. Yeah. I will incredible. I will say it its sequel, US Marshals, it holds up pretty well. I rewatched that recently as well. I haven't um, actually seen it. Yeah, I, I didn't realize growing up that it was a sequel. I thought they were just like, huh, Tommy Lee Jones is doing the thing again, but like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> how he does. Right. Uh, well, and speaking of, of love of those uh, cheesy action movies, uh, that's what kind of helped birth this. Because, Brad, uh, when you and your cohort, Kev, were uh, with us talking about Terminator, um, it came up on that episode. And then I was like, yes, we have to do this now. Because it's like I was on the fence for so long because um, we, we even went um, for the 40th anniversary to see this in theaters like, you know, we love it, but it was always that on the fence of like, is this going to be a good episode? Are we going to find people that like it enough uh, and everything? But as soon as you said it, Brad, I was like, you know what? Oh, yeah, we're doing it. So uh, but mean, for, for you, I mean, what 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 makes this so special? I mean, like I, I've said before on the podcast and everything, it's like I grew up with my mother's side of the family being like hardcore Mormons and all that. And I mean, I was sheltered. <laughs> like nobody's business like i like my mom didn't want me watching horror movies so my dad couldn't watch horror movies hmm. um so my dad found a loophole and we jumped into sci-fi action movies mm. 
and eventually like as i got older and my mom got more lax like he started bringing out some of the older or the like the more gruesome ones i think probably the first one we went with was doom the, okay. with the rock mm-hmm. don't judge it's um, a fun movie i love it that is movie. <laughs> it is a fun one it's way better than that one on netflix right now like doom richard yeah, or some, yeah. something and I'm just yeah like, i don't remember what it Ooh. is but yeah um but i mean eventually we worked over to aliens too um and then i mean so we uh after watching aliens 2 watched alien uh alien 3 and then i caught resurrection on like sci-fi one one night and then i thought to myself i was like i haven't even seen the first one so i gotta see the first one and i mean it 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 doesn't help that i mean i've we we were talking about mommies earlier and i mean i've always been a sigourney's always been on my wish list oh wow (laughs) (laughs) uh she she is definitely space mommy for sure i mean it's tough because like you have Leia on one hand and and it I think it's only tough cuz again like this is a it's a Star Wars podcast first and everything so obviously you want to think of the most BA space woman uh as Leia uh but Sigourney Weaver Sigourney Weaver Sigourney Weaver in a, in an in an exosuit like robotic arms <laughs> yes. like yeah. come on yes oh yeah so yeah. iconic Get away from him, you bitch! <laughs> the, oh yeah. The thing with Alien Light was Scotty Weaver, and, and this was sort of um, uh, just what Fiona, my wife, was talking about. She was like, the thing that she loves about it is that there isn't like this sort of progression of a Ripley from being like, oh, she's all meek and all that, and she gradually becomes a badass from the very first time you see yeah. her. You're like, yep. oh yeah, no, if, if something goes down, I'm going to hide behind her. You know, she's, <laughs> she's, exactly. she's great. And 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 it just her character just it all makes sense all the way mm-hmm. through. There's not that kind of she doesn't have that sort of Sarah Connor thing of like mm. mild mannered yeah, or... waitress into into warrior. Like she yeah. is just instantaneously a per like she's a she's a trucker in space with a bunch of dudes who are a little bit yeah they're a bit dickheads and you don't really know about them. <laughs> so she yeah. she knows what to do. I yeah. love her. No, I oh, yeah. I love that because it. I mean. In, in a genre, because the, the first film especially is very much that sci-fi horror. It's like equal parts of both, I definitely think. Um, but either way, especially in horror, you get that final girl syndrome uh, mm-hmm. that was very popular, especially with slasher films, monster films, all of that, um, where they might accomplish something, but it's after being like backed into the corner, but put at the absolute least and everything which isn't necessarily bad. It can work in the film and it does in many, um, you know, but uh, to have a strong beginning to end and, and even some of like the, the conflict in that first half of the film being because she is a strong female, um, it was some bold choice uh, yeah. for sure. There's oh, yeah, something. She, she, of... oh, she kept the quarantine rules. Exactly. Quarantine rules. If Lieutenant Ellen Ripley had had the keys to the world during COVID, oh. we'd all be better off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry to bring up the C word. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, and by the way, I have a cold. I don't have COVID. I've been you're there. perfectly <laughs> fine. I know you can't catch it through. I don't a think podcast, it's digitally viral yet. Uh, I don't know. It does. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to be patient zero. It hasn't. We've attacked. already mentioned Skynet once. So. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> Let's not. That's somebody's thing, but not our thing. No. <laughs> Speaking of which, watch Calrissian and Chronicles. Um, have you? So, had you seen and been exposed to Alien before us? 
or was that an us thing? That was 100% an us thing because I had a Justin, but uh, at the same time, there was a lot that I was not allowed to watch. Like, <laughs> so much. You were, you were kept from a lot of stuff. Yes, and I was very sheltered growing up. The wee babby of the group. Um, exactly. So I'm pretty sure, it, I think it was like a dual feature of yeah. like, we got to watch, you know, the big two, Predator and Alien. And like, I, I remember very clearly a conversation before we got married of, I've never seen these movies. If we're gonna get married, you're gonna need to see this. <laughs> well, I mean, no, but <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, um, because I know for me, so like you know, I talked about it when we talked about Terminator, uh, but you know, that's a perfect example of like you know, my mom loved action, um, cheesy, you know, stuff like that and classic horror, and so I was very much raised on that. It was just treated like this is stuff you watch, right? Um, you know, so I watched Predator. I watched Friday the 13th. I watched all of these things very young. Um, and I remember, you know, 2004 when AVP rolls around. Uh, this was the first new Predator movie in my lifetime. And so I was like, oh, we've got to go see this. Like I had a, I had a mother that took me to see AVP in theaters. Like this was the same year that the Yu-Gi-Oh movie came out. <laughs> Where do you think the other kids were? Was that really? Yes. Because yeah. that was. I didn't like, even know there was a Yu-Gi-Oh movie. My, my oh. grand. My grandmother oh, yeah, thought, <laughs> my grandmother thought that <laughs> like Yu-Gi-Oh was the cards of the devil because you know, it was like, you know, D&D, Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon, right? Mm -hmm. Like pocket monsters. Oh. Come on. They're coming for your children. And so America, but, man, you just really just <laughs> America just but, sort exactly. it out. <laughs> but even my grandmother was like, don't you want to take him to the devil card game movie? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> it's got to be better than that. Um, and I knew nothing of Alien. I went that I went to that thinking it was a predator movie and I was left like I've got research to do. I've got so we went to the blockbuster and picked up all of them. Mm. Uh, at that point it was uh, all four um, and binged it. And one of the things that let me down for sure was seeing AVP first like the aliens and all of that's very different in yeah. that film and by that point in time uh, but nonetheless, like, I mean, I still remember sitting there and thinking something's wrong. There's been seven minutes and no dialogue. <laughs> like, yeah. like no. that opening thing had me like, did we get a bum copy of Alien? Like, what happened? I mean, there certainly were some bums. But, um, you know, I remember once it shifted from, uh, you know, the spaceship to when they actually explore the wreckage and everything. And shout out to Andy from uh, Force Friends Rewatch Podcast who pointed out Part of the reason I like this so much is because it's in a mummy movie. Yeah. Um, it's very much that, you know, explorers go into the caves, unlock a sarcophagus, and get cursed, and oh, everybody dies. Yeah. Spectacular. That's, Andy is that's so fair. The, the first, Andy has this gift of seeing movies as anything yes. but the genre they're actually Baseball in. Baseball metaphor. <laughs> um, so, but any, yeah, like it was once it went into that, oh, we're exploring a weird derelict ship. Like there's all these unknown things, um, all these questions that don't get answers in this film uh, that I kind of got enraptured. And then, of course, the alien shows up and game over from there. Game over, man. Because one of the most iconic design, we've joked about it, but H.R. Geiger brought oh uh, this creature to life and man, he knows how to make something memorable, for sure. Yeah. Um, Just ask the the dead Kennedys. <laughs> that, that's a reference to it. 
Listen, we can't go on it. That's, that's a long story. <laughs> no, what, explain okay. that because I'm lost. Okay, so okay, so the Dead Kennedys are a punk band. First of all, let's yes. let's just establish yeah. that up top. So the Dead Correct. Kennedys. Um, oh man, which album was it? I don't remember which album it was, but one of their later albums, they used a H.R. Geiger painting as the album cover. Oh. And they got hit with a obscenity lawsuit. Oh. Because uh, I can show I'm you sure. this later. Uh, Nancy Reagan got involved. Uh, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and it, it, yeah. <laughs> so there's um, a lot of story that so comes with that joke. My, my reference yeah. like that is that um, for years, I don't know, they're just now getting back into the mainstream, but um, I, so I don't know if they still use it. But uh, up until the 2010s, Corn. Uh, oh, yeah. had a uh, mic stand that was designed by H.R. Geiger. So if you, like, check out um, any yep. live footage of them, uh, you know, it's got that very female form, weird biomechanicalness to it. Yeah. You weren't um, expecting music history on this so, nerd podcast. Well, like, that was that was some of the stuff. So, like, I mean, that was the early days of the internet. And so, like, some of the ways I'd, in like, once I discovered something I liked, I'd go down a rabbit hole. Um, and, you know, looking more into, things. yeah, look, it turns out when you're young and you look up HR Geiger art or, you know, whatever, like you find some things. And so, but, uh, some of it interesting, some of it apparently obscene, but, um, yeah, mm -hmm. he, none, nonetheless, he definitely had a way, um, with design. Um, you know, he created something that although it's gotten tweaked here and there, it, it leaves a lasting impression. And it's funny because in this film, especially it goes so unseen. Um, I know one of the big things I like about it and it's highlighted a lot about this film is it's very much like a, a shark hunting fish. It's not necessarily monsters out of the shadows. It's, it's uh, I mean, you, you know, you could probably count under 10 minutes worth of seeing the yeah. actual alien. I think I, I think I heard yeah. the screen time was like four minutes. Yeah. It's well, so effective though. Actual screen oh, time. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a cool thing that um, there's a few shots and a few scenes like I watched the um, the director's cut so I think there's like an extra scene and yes. like when you when they're in the room with like the the water <laughs> yeah with the water and the chains and stuff there's yeah. a shot where it just like shows the chains yes. and the alien is just hanging there yes and I I said to my wife I was like oh it's there there's the alien it's right there yeah and we paused it and she's like. Where? I'm like, there! <laughs> the screen, yeah. it's there! Yeah. And she just couldn't see it. Mm. And later on, when it's like lying down, mm. and you can see that it's in the panel, yeah, and again, yes. I was just like, oh, it's they're pointing, and she's like, show me, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, <laughs> see this? That's its head, and this is its little feet. You know, the toesies over here. And she's like, I just can't. She just, and she just could not see it. It just merged perfectly mm -hmm. in the back. That's adorable. Well, yeah. Well, and that that's something I so loved about this. Uh, was like that's one of my favorite scenes. Is actually the one the upshot of him just there dangling like on the chains and everything. It's just such a, a ball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and and that's what becomes fun about films you like and you rewatch is trying to catch it because definitely that first time uh i'm sure as with most people it was just i wasn't looking for the alien around yeah. every corner yeah um but and you, you know, wouldn't uh, know what it looked like like the very right. first time anyone saw it you'd be like well i don't know what i'm looking for because i don't know yeah. what exactly. it is it's yeah. it's like the first time we watched hereditary oh yeah and i told I... someone that story where yeah like uh I, I was recommending the film hereditary 
And I was like, one of the scariest things happened after the movie was over because my partner looked over at me and was like, did you see the naked man? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, what? There was, we went like back in the, in theater, the movie. In the cinema with you. Exactly. <laughs> it was actually just Kev. Um, where Probably. I went back and paused the scene and I was like, do you see it? And do you see grandma? Her Hereditary is absolutely and on that level with Alien, where on rewatch you're constantly finding new things around the corners. Yep. Um, I love that the they. Eyes. Yeah, I love that they even play with that. Uh, at, you brought up Alien Three earlier. I love that they play with that a little bit in Alien Three. They have a few scenes uh, where uh, Ellen even thinks she's seeing the alien, and it turns out to be nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the pipe, isn't it? She, yeah. I was about to say where she drives the spike through the yeah. pipe. Yeah. Yes. So you start seeing the alien everywhere and you're just yes. like, oh, I mean, yeah. here's the thing. You brought it up. I, alien isolation. That's me the entire time. Like, it was so funny. Oh, oh my God. God. I rage quit that so many times. <laughs> and like, I think that's what makes the later alien films so good is that we see alien, we see aliens mm-hmm. and it plays on our expectations. Mm. in the later films because like we know we're gonna get a xenomorph at some point it's just where is the next big boo gonna come from can we can we just highlight the fact that the predator franchise decided to troll alien and do their third film as predators predators (laughs) i like i actually that's what i used to call predator 2 because i remember being in hollywood video with my mom and uh finding that and she was like, oh, you're going to love that. There's more than one Predator. And so, like, but, you know, at that point, having seen Aliens, I just kept calling it Predator and Predators. Uh, Makes sense. So worked for me. <laughs> too fast, too yeah. Predator. Fun fact, the L.A. Lakers are some of those Predators in the last scene. It's true. <laughs> I did not know that. It was the only tall people they could find on short <laughs> That's very good point. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, um, the- oh. go ahead. Speaking of tall people, do you remember the <laughs> name of the actor that played the alien? Uh, no, I can look it up. Begins with um, a B. He was a dancer. Um, he was a graphic designer. So much, <laughs> much like uh, he was a graphic designer. Yeah, they found him in a pub. He I knew they a... found him in a pub, but I thought like he was like a, a like a no. dancer. Like I thought he was like a physical, physically active yeah. guy. From what I read, he was a graphic designer. Found him in a pub. He was like seven foot tall. He they put him through a load of like. Um, movement training and stuff like that That's so for the thing this is probably there and I'm then after that, he never did anything else in hollywood Bellagio well, his... Bideo? i mean yeah Bideo, yeah Bideo. would have made enough money just doing this so yeah. yeah i mean and that incredible physique that would i don't know why i thought he was a a dancer i thought that was like one of the reasons they got because I know there's like the there's a lot of deleted scenes, but there's mm-hmm. one where they act like have him like acrobatically crawling on the floor because they were like mm-hmm. he, Ridley was like there's no way he walks on two legs, right? Like of the alien, and so that shot where it's um, uh, Parker and um, I love that you can see this movie in your head. Well, it's the Lambert. scene where they're like loading up the oxygen tanks. They're Lambert. like, all right, we're gonna cut Lambert. Thank you. Um, the the scene where you just see the tail come up behind her and then it cuts uh, to the screen, that that was the cutout of the original sequence. Um, I think you can find that on YouTube's if you look it up. But um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah I there went there's 
the words will come eventually. <laughs> there was so much work put into, you know, making a not only incredible looking villain or creature, but also the physicality that went into it is yeah. absolutely insane. Like this is an otherworldly looking thing. And so mm. we have to have the movements to go with it. Well, and it was definite. I mean, it was never created with the thought that we're going to do this again because like mm -hmm. they used actual bone actual like uh various samples of like lamb skin and things like in the building of it gross um because that's like a geiger thing um and so like it was definitely built as a this is I, i'm making an art piece for this film and that's kind of going to be it um <laughs> never imagining hey you know, James Cameron's going to come along one day uh, and reimagine uh, the alien a little bit, reimagine uh, this film and the genre that it even fits in and everything. Um, and so it definitely uh, got to go places. I don't think that uh, this film was intended to go, but I, I, I'm appreciative uh, of it happening for sure. Yeah. I enjoy all of the sequels. I mean, it became one of the most iconic horror franchises in the world and until the recent years probably had the most successful sequels i think like i know uh oh, prometheus yeah. and covenant are kind of i polarizing. love those movies i don't care what anybody says those movies are I, great yeah no i i like them i i find that those two i almost feel like they tried to like kind of bring it back to the same you're I mean, not the same type of horror but like the same almost level and feel of horror that the mm. first one had. Yeah. Cause I will say like, um, was it covenant freaked me out? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like there were parts of that movie that genuinely freaked me out. Like I wasn't scared to like sleep at night or anything, but like when you have flowers that can make things burst out of your chest that then run around like little gremlins and eat people. I'm like, Nope. Mm -mm. What a sentence. Yeah. Mm. That's that's the alien franchise for you. Like exactly. def definitely those get into a little bit of body horror, a little bit more of what was working in modern horror films for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Um but the first time in a long time it's re re-entered the horror genre for sure, but um put it up to the table. Uh Brad, you kind of started it off, so I mean, it are there any big favorites of the sequels for you? Cuz there's quite a few now. Um I mean, if I ever had to like pick ones just to watch by themselves, if I'm not going to like go through and watch the whole series, I would say I would go with Aliens and Alien Resurrection. I'm for that. Uh, Alien Resurrection for me is definitely that I don't have the brain power to binge the whole series, but I want some alien in my life. Yeah. Because um, it's also just a fun ride. I mean, you got Ron Perlman, Winona yeah. Ryder. I want to like... look at Ron Perlman for a few hours, <laughs> but I don't want to watch Hellboy. So. Oh, yes. So <laughs> I, I love that movie unironically. One of my favorite like alien designs, too, because they really changed it up for that one. Because they gave them like the yeah. digitoid legs and, and such. Brad Dourif. Being and... a little weirdo. Yes. My favorite genre of man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Sean, what about you? Any big favorites with the sequels? Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the original trilogy. Um, I, and I felt like everything after them. Uh, such the shit. Best. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Resurrection and Covenant and Prometheus are just, um, I, I don't think I'll ever watch them again. <laughs> to be honest, I, I, uh, I, I was, I was not a fan. We had the, we had the experience with Prometheus, like we watched it in, um, so I used to, I used to be a teacher in Istanbul in Turkey. 
And uh, what Turkey does is every movie at the cinema has an interval. The exact half at the halfway point, the movie stops and you get like 15 minutes. And some cases it works perfectly. Like when we went to go watch, we watched the reissue of Jurassic Park. Mm. And um, as the like the trucks come around the corner and the power goes out and they grind to a halt outside the T-Rex paddock, the screen went dark and the lights came on and everyone just went, Ooh, uh, that is, that's a good spot to kind of break it it's up. It's great, isn't it? And it's, yeah. that's perfect Spielberg stuff as well, because you're like, okay, that's the perfect halfway point of the movie. It's like a roller coaster, and he's just completely nailed it. But like with Prometheus, I can't remember where it ended, where it stopped. And me and my wife were both sat there, and, we were, and I was like, "What do you think?" And she's like, <laughs> "I don't know why anything's happening, and I don't care." <laughs> like, we're like, oh, let's just, let's just see what happens. And then we watched the rest of the movie, and I was like, "How did, how did, did your opinion change?" And she was like, "No." Nah. <laughs> I don't know why any of that happened, and I still don't care. It fair, <laughs> yeah. Like I was, I, I was talking to someone this week actually because they were uh, looking forward to this episode and um, ex- trying to explain like Prometheus is the most like in between film. Like it's just to set up something else. It's it, an like, art piece. Yeah, you could it, say it, it's this very weird. Gorgeous. Gorgeous uh, yeah. yeah. Um. But you, you can tell they went into the movie with the idea of, all right, how do we set this up? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the next thing. Like it, and so the whole film felt like it was just trying to get to a point, and so, uh, but not necessarily doing it com- in a compelling way, um, I will say. But I, I, like, I think it definitely took getting closer to Covenant, and, and it's one of those things where I think watching those two together um, and getting what, prometheus is trying to set up mm-hmm. like you have the immediate gratification of changing out the dvds it works a little bit more than it uh originally did for me for sure yeah i, I think Which, i, I feel <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's fair that's fair yeah that's fair <laughs> like i i feel mm-hmm. that both of these movies like i don't know if anybody's read clive parker yeah yeah like when you're watching those movies you're like this is a metaphor not necessarily one that I need to understand because <laughs> it doesn't matter that much. But Clive Barker does a lot of stuff like that. Well, what's interesting, uh, and then I'll ping it to you, Justin, but just because you brought up like the metaphorness of it, like it, it is interesting how later alien films really go metaphor heavy. Like they try to represent something. Mm-hmm. Um, this is motherhood. Uh, whereas I, the first one, I mean, other than the metaphor of Geiger's art, I don't know that it really went for anything. I think it was just, I think it was just a, you know, yeah. self-contained little. It didn't need story. to be. It doesn't exactly. need to be a commentary on anything else. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's completely. I mean, you know, the second one's very much just like you know, corporate, the corporations <laughs> evil, like <laughs> you know, it's, very, it's just um, a Vietnam War thing, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, but. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it is it is interesting that all the sequels have that self implied pressure of this. We have to make this mean something, uh, and whatnot. Mm. Or maybe I'm just reading too much into that. But I, I do think there's a little bit of metaphor trying to be pushed. And I mean, because the Prometheus and Covenant, it's all about finding your creators or becoming uh, your your own creator kind of thing. Like that's the thing it's toying with. And, and that's the point of the Prometheus title. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, it's a lot of that, oh, it's layers and such, but it's just like, <laughs> I can see that being the reason why it doesn't work for some people. Yeah. Like that's the key. Give me metaphor at the ass, but it has to be entertaining. I have to <laughs> like, feel right. as though 
I, like, a movie hasn't wasted my time. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, you get a lot of dense films lately that don't mm -hmm. necessarily entertain um, the same way that you get a lot of entertaining films that don't necessarily have any real substance beyond the like 10 second. Ha -ha. Like right, Psycho yeah. Gorman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, it's it's all about what you're going into the experience for, I think. So I like it. It's never uh, a right. Like it's not, Sean, you have watched those movies wrong. Let me explain it to you. No. Nah. You know, I mean, I think you got it. I think you just don't like it. And that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> yep. So uh, the big juice, what about you with sequels? Do you have a favorite? Um, I would say Aliens as well. Um, because of the um, the thing that really drew me to that one. Because I think what I really enjoyed about Aliens 1, other than the, the idea of, you know, all the cosmic horror, like, designed and everything like that the design of the movie it also kind of goes back to like where you where sean was talking about you can see him right there in the movie but not everybody can see it because it was so well designed lighting was different and um just the the ambience was different for those movies um and i, I do think that's a big part of what sets prometheus uh, other than story beats and things like that what sets prometheus and, and covenant back in terms of like alien one and aliens is that in those movies, you can pretty much see everything that's going on, and it, you kind of have to because they spent billion or millions on CGI effects to have the yeah. little aliens running around and things like that. And and um, but but what I like about Aliens um, uh, is the the sort of the arrogance of it all, like trying to yeah, I get the corporate um, the the corporations are bad thing, which I think is a big over uh, overarching theme for the movies, all of them, but. Um, but like sending in the Marines cause like they'll get it figured out. Right. <laughs> and then, and then it, it was almost, um, every time, every time I think about the Marines from that movie, I think about like the one, the soldiers from predator, right. You think about the, the game, what was the first game? Was it colonial or was it, um, Maybe aliens Marines. versus Marines? It was aliens versus predator was, I think the first one. Where it had oh, the yeah, yeah. Where it had the Marines and it was really it was really mm -hmm. not well received for that reason. Like no. nobody wanted to play the Marines because yeah. it's like we're all gonna get chewed up and spit out and pretty much. And <laughs> and, and I love the idea, the arrogance of like was it was it Vasquez or, or who is the who is the center um uh with the red bandana? I can't remember which yeah, Vasquez. 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 And she, and she had like this massive uh uh <laughs> auto chain auto cannon thing yep. that was like yeah. all of the technology of those movies just yeah, it kind of looks a little, you know, dinky nowadays, but but when I I remember watching those as a kid and like um, just seeing like the scroll of uh, the cockpit in the first alien movie, mm. that probably was the biggest draw to me because of all the little tactile uh, buttons and switches and lights and noises and the ambience of those <laughs> movies, which is so above and beyond um, what a lot of sci-fi movies can do and are doing these days. It's, it's like the reason I love the Millennium Falcon, right? From mm -hmm. the, from the yeah. OG uh, is because of all the stuff that you can see and experience <laughs> and the toggles and, yeah. um, and um, and so, yeah, but but I appreciate I appreciate the the uh, Prometheus and the Alien Covenant separately, entirely separate from these movies, though, for the, for that reason, I think, because I don't think they got the ambience right. 
they certainly didn't do the lighting the same way. It was just like, there's the alien, it's running, or you just don't see it because it's hiding behind some kind of plot wall or something uh, yeah. until it until it inevitably pops out or the head explodes from the engineer or whatever. So, yeah. you know, it, were they good movies? Yeah, maybe, but like... It, it wasn't it didn't feel like an alien movie to me and and the ambience of those alien movies were, were something else yeah i mean that that's absolutely fair because like it it's gone on to create its own brand of atmosphere and feel for sure and um there's almost this catch-22 of do we do the same thing and try and make it you know uh cool again or do we do the complete yeah. opposite like no one's ever seen a alien in daylight you know and it's like it it takes away the fear like i'm I'm not even scared of that right so like some sometimes doing different isn't always good sometimes uh you know doing the same Mm -hmm. isn't always good but um, but but one thing i do need to say about aliens the sequel is the little knife trick with the table i have a scar on my finger from doing that school (laughs) because of that movie so i remember that that's all i i have that 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 living memory. Um, I, I, I have a very significant memory of being at camp and having you put your hand over mine in doing the knife trick. So yeah, <laughs> you were influenced by that movie. Good times. Two fun facts from what you mentioned. Uh, number one, um, you just mentioned like the like feel and the atmosphere of like the Nostromo and mm-hmm. and just the so that spaceship. I love that. Um, on Spotify, you can actually find uh, Nostromo uh, brown noise. Yep. Um, yep. I I fall asleep to that quite often. <laughs> it's great um, until you get to the boiler room. Very where... I, yes, I remember you waking me up and you're just like, turn, turn that off. Yes. <laughs> there is a point where it does make you feel like you're too much in the movie. But mm-hmm. uh, you start hearing uh... chains with water dripping <laughs> off and you're like, yeah. eh, in, no thank you. In general, it's just nice space hum and controlling mm-hmm. clicks and whatnot. But um, Personally, um, I prefer the uh, Enterprise number what well, that was what got me on there because i was trying to find the enterprise and i found nostromo but uh so number two uh the actress that played uh vasquez now owns an underwear uh like company yes yeah so uh netflix um not really worth in 1999 but uh it does occasionally have some good stuff including the the movies that made us and they recently did an episode on aliens and they catch up with some of um the actors and actresses and creators and everything which is really cool and yeah she's like thriving in the adult lingerie uh department as opposed to what i was gonna say what What do you mean (laughs) (laughs) i i'm I'm hoping okay well you know what i mean you know what i mean i'm Uh, I'm kind of hoping that they're called ranger panties i really am (laughs) ranger (laughs) panties um but uh yeah no so well for you do you have a a favorite of these mini films. I know which one's not your favorite, but we're not talking about that. I know we're not going to talk about <laughs> that. I really like uh, Aliens as well. <laughs> and it's hard to like... It... What are y'all, Star Wars fans? I Well, uh, the original... Sequel's the best one. The, the original is my favorite. But if I had to choose a sequel, it would be Aliens. Because there's so many good points that they took from... you know, I At this point, I have... Alden Diaz tapestried, like about how much I love tapestry. a good sequel. Yes, the tapestry. It's very important. Um, the perfect sequel takes elements of the original and builds on it and just absolutely destroys it. <laughs> and oh, Aliens does that so well of not only just more, more 
aliens, but more bodies, uh, more the the stakes are way higher because now there's a kid involved, and you know, it's just that, that one was Carpenter, wasn't it? Yeah. No, uh, Wait, no? Cameron. Cam- James Cameron. That was what? Cameron. Okay. Yep. Oh, okay. I was Carpenter hasn't touched an alien, um, and now he's dead. So. Uh, wow. Carpenter's not dead. Is he not? No, he's not. Are you sure? He's directing the John Carpenter's Halloween movie. He's not dead. This is sort of like the uh, Marlon Brando. Where did when did I do this last? I did this again. I did this before. What? Who was it then? You did it with uh, Wes. um, Not Wes Craven. No, Wes Craven is dead. Wes Craven is dead. Yes, he is. John Uh, Carpenter's not dead. Cronenberg. Was it Cronenberg? Cronenberg's not dead. No, he's not. I think it might have been. (laughs) We've had this conversation with so many people. Jada, not a great judge of people who are alive or not. Anyway. (laughs) Apparently dead to you because he's never touched anything. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yes, James, which, you know, like, that's that was the interesting thing is you take something from a very... I mean, now he's such a cinema guy. Like, it's such a thing for Ridley Scott to touch your film. But, like... I don't like it, the way you said that. <laughs> it used to be... you know, I mean, like, think of Blade Runner. You think of, like, the mm-hmm. early days where it I was do. just, like, this guy is going out of the bounds. He's touching the grunge of filmmaking. Like, it's just, like, he's touching things, you know? <laughs> sure, sure, but, like, sure. Um, it, it, where he came from, from where he is and how he's viewed... And his filmmaking is so starkly different. But at the time, like, there's a reason this is very um, grungy and, uh, I mean, almost, like, uh, not as bad as um, Texas Chainsaw, but almost Texas Chainsaw in space levels of, like, filming technique and quality and everything. Like, it's just, it's good. It's lower quality. Um, How dare you? I'm just. I was gonna say you looked very offended there. <laughs> I was offended. <laughs> she likes that. She likes that movie, but I do. I, I'm I not, love Texas Chainsaw. I'm not Massacre. using it as. I'm not right. using it as a negative. I just mean I'm. I'm as a just a descriptor of like the first film. Oh no, it's nasty. It's dirty. Yeah, I mean it's like the original <laughs> Star Wars. It's just like nobody believed in this thing. Like it was a miracle that it got made, mm-hmm. uh, and then you pass it off, you know, for mm-hmm. the second sequel to a guy that had some wins under his belt at that point of James Cameron and. He miraculously gets to actually succeed at a sequel. Uh, I mean, like, un- unlike any of the other ones, like I said, not many people talk to me about, hey, I love Alien 3. I love Alien Resurrection. I love anyone after Aliens. <laughs> I love Ron Perlman. <laughs> Generally, a-, a lot of attention goes to Aliens. And, um, like, I-, I do think the fact that we're talking about the film and the franchise 43 years later is partly due to having a very, very good sequel, at least one of them. And Bill Paxton. And Bill Paxton. Yes. You put Bill Paxton in your movie. That's a hit. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, I who think is, about that sometimes. Dead. There you go. <laughs> yes. there I you know go. that one because uh, I think about yes. it often and it makes me sad. You, I forget where we were, but you looked at me with such a sad face. And it's just like, <laughs> Bill Paxton is dead. Oh, we were we were at a Mexican restaurant. I remember, I had ordered a quesadilla, and uh, it was the saddest quesadilla I'd ever eaten. <laughs> yeah, at least it wasn't an IKEA. Uh, now, oh now man, yeah, IKEA was ruined. That's where we found out Carrie Fisher passed, and I was just like, oh. "Well, now I don't care about my Gutenwagen." Like, I just... <laughs> you're what? <laughs> Why are you in IKEA on like Christmas Eve or Christmas Boxing? Like, day after yeah, Christmas. it was yeah. the day after Christmas. We it needed was, furniture, it, man. Yeah, it was well because. 
we were visiting family who were near conveniently in Ikea. Guys, it's like $120 to ship from Ikea, like anything. Uh. And so, like, when you're near an Ikea, you go for the furniture exactly. and the meatballs. And when we you had both. Now. And I cried on my meatballs because Carrie Fisher passed away. And it's just not a good day. No. Um, Soured Ikea. To bring this, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> weird conversation. Land the plane. Back up, Bill Paxton, the only guy killed by a predator, an alien, and a Terminator. Exactly. Except for Lance Henriksen. Dang. That is true. Holy cow, Sean. <laughs> Dang. We need to have him on more often. He yeah. knows stuff. Terminator 1, AVP, and, well, a couple of aliens, actually. Um, yeah. Dang. Yeah, that, that dude gets, gets his ass whooped by aliens all the time. Yeah, it, it's a bit Not a bad thing. gig, though. No. Yeah, oh, no. Lance Henriksen, I, like... If it ain't broken, don't fix. A yep. Aliens made me fall in love with him as a character actor. And, like, you know, I went from there to, like, Pumpkinhead and everything. Like, oh. he, oh, he's Pumpkin so Head. good. Love Pumpkinhead. Um, and, I mean, so so often just around the main character, never all, always the main character, but he's always, he always, he's always great. Um, hmm. Really enjoy him. So, well, kind of to wrap up any any other big things um for this i mean you know 43 years is nothing to gawk at star wars just hit 45 itself so you know i, I mean, mean I, I feel like i feel like not to interrupt but i feel like we need to talk about ash for a second we do need Argu to arguably the most unsettling thing in the entire movie yeah. <laughs> we want to talk about robot man is where his head falls off and he's like mm, coming after people okay what so so was, this is it was is it you Someone I know has a friend who was like petrified of this yes. thing, this it, scene, like when he freaks out. Yeah, I I don't remember who it was though. Oh well, we don't need to dox him, but I just I, I just remember wait, like it coming up and someone was like, was it Scotty? Viscerally, just like we're not talking about that. It's just like, oh remember. gosh. But yeah, like this wasn't my introduction to Ian Holm because that was The Fifth Element, one of our dad's favorite movies. Mm. But oh yeah, he is he the priest? Yeah, he's, he's the, priest. the priest, and he's Bilbo. Right? What? Wait, what? Yes. Huh? Oh my god! Wait, he's, what? Wait, like yes, he's Bilbo Baggins. No, yeah. I'm I'm officially I'm officially requesting to be on this Lord of the Rings episode that yes. y'all are having way off in the future. It's for happening. that reason. Holy cow! I was like, all right, you started that sentence, and uh, I was like, oh, finally, my chance to mention how like everybody makes a big deal about Ash and. Ian Holm, and I'm just like, of everyone's career that I followed after this, I did not know it's who like, this man was. It's like the Orion's belt of my childhood right there. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I've it's loved about this. Uh, what I've loved about this whole this whole setup is that uh, every time every time somebody mentions like pumpkin hair or something, Brad goes, Oh yeah, that's the one. Right? Yeah. I, that, that's you that's been doing it for me. It's, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll know characters. I don't know actors. Yeah. I, I don't know actors to save my life, but I will know I'll know the characters. Well, but give me this one. All right. So like and, I mean, even today, so um I recently rewatched uh uh oh no, I didn't mention it. It was the same day I watched US Marshals. Um I don't know if we talked about that on camera, off cam, but I watched US Marshals and followed that up with Eraser starring uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. Uh really good movie starring uh, a guy opposite him that I was like, man, he looks so familiar. I don't know what he's from. Turns out he was in uh, Cabin in the Woods as one of the bad guys. He was also the dad in Get Out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like age yeah. has transformed. Wait, he finds his way into the background of a lot of movies. Yeah. But Josh from the West Wing. 
Yeah. yeah. Josh from last week. Yeah. So, like, so with Ian Holm, give me some credit in that that man is very different now. Like, he no, looks... No, he's been old my entire life. No, like, but, okay, but, like, me watching Ash in 2004 versus watching Bilbo, like, whenever I watch that, like, you, that's you a very different... Probably 2004. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. came out, like, 2001. He didn't I didn't see Lord of the Rings until probably into the 2010s. Yeah, you went to, with me to see The Hobbit. You, you want to know how I watched lord of the rings uh for the earlier parts when it had actually come out and was popular was on the tv in the security station of the pawn shop my dad used to take me to when he would sell stuff he had stolen <laughs> so like i always used to see snippets of, of little hobbits running around the shire and everything and i'm like what is this weird movie also what are we doing here <laughs> meanwhile we were indoctrinated with lord of the rings very so, young I had to enter a much healthier place of my life uh, in order to sit down and watch that seven-hour film. But anyway. Uh, it's only four. Ash, yes. Um, it definitely, that whole thing took me by surprise. I'm glad later films really made androids more important because that seemed like so out of left field for me. Love that. Yes. Love that. Yeah. The, the milk? Yes. Well, yeah. Not the milk, but yeah. His, the, um, you know, I can't... Uh, I can't speak highly of your chances, but you have my sympathies. Is yeah. is oh my god, that is just like one of my it's favorite cold. favorite favorite lines. It adds kind of well, like a new layer to like the terror that you feel yeah. watching it, that or, movie. Yeah, like like Ripley yeah, in, in Aliens when she finds out that what's his name's an uh, uh, an android mm -hmm. and she freaks out and it's like, yeah, that's because yeah. Yeah. this man caused a lot of damage to a lot of people. Which, a lot of people killed. And that was something I I did enjoy was the care and and again that's what some films in the sequels that have come after did like they picked up on something uh, from the original and were like hey let's bring this back up let's reference this again and everything and I re I really liked that staying power of her and androids because it also made her and Bishop's relationship like Alien Three when like she takes him offline like that one for me was like oh like that's like turning R two D two off like mm -hmm. I I I loved Bishop like. Uh, you know, so it's like it to to have that relationship reach that point. Um, I don't think she cried over it, but definitely have a little bit more somber to her than she did mm -hmm. in the cafeteria when they first met. And if yeah. I could, if I may sing the praises of Prometheus and Covenant for a moment, I think Idris Elba's in it. Idris Elba is in it. I mean, that I, is a big point. Yeah, I really liked what Michael Fassbender did as David. I think he brought yeah. a really I good. Prefer Walter. Walter is also very good. That <laughs> I was going to say. In Covenant. Which Fassbender Ooh. gets the award for that one? Mm, that was both. fun. Um, but yeah, like I, I really enjoy a creepy android, and I think, I think Fassbender did a pretty good job of well, like the conniving I mean, you boy. You know, Covenant did something right. It killed James Franco's character before it could ruin wow. the movie. <laughs> yeah, we need the applause thing. I need you to hit the applause button for that one. Hang on, yeah, hang, on like, hang on. Is that it? Nope. Hang on. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm we finally yeah, used like, like I, I going into Covenant. I did not know. I saw James Franco, and I was like, really? <laughs> right. Ugh. And then like I saw that scene, and I was like, good move. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Right. And yeah, we I mean, movie. they, they kept the better that. half of that like comedic duo because Danny McBride was also in there. But he actually, I thought, he did was a pretty... great job. He he was was Danny, Danny McBride is 
very is very strong by himself i don't think he ever really needs any of like the typical actors that he's with Mm-mm. but like um land of the lost mm. he is my favorite character in land of the lost with will ferrell and mm-hmm. normally i don't like will ferrell movies same, same. I, think, I, think, I think i think his character in tropic thunder yes tropic really? thunder <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one uh all right well um we could talk 43 years probably about this uh, film, the franchise, and the many other people that are or maybe aren't dead. <laughs> uh, Ian also, Holmes where... dead. Yeah. Ian Holmes is dead. He is? Okay. Ian Holmes dead. Very sad. Dead. So I don't I have, mean, dead. I don't yeah. have to worry about dead. not recognizing him in any so, future film. So, so Gordon Weaver is still alive, right? Thank God. Yes. Okay. I think Weaver, Scarrett, and whoever played Lambert are still alive, but everyone don't else is dead. Don't bring that up. <laughs> Why I haven't Wait. thought about Elijah Wood in a long time. Don't bring that. What's gonna happen whenever we talk about Lord of the Rings? Look, there's two people. If I could give a good nerd herder punch to the face, it's Nicholas Cage and Elijah Wood. <laughs> I'm just putting that. And out. I would give them both. Can we see the pillow? Huh? Yeah. Thanks. Have you seen Have you seen um, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? I have not. Not yet. Which features that pillow? I would only pillow, watch it? it for Pedro Pascal anyway. <laughs> massive talent is fantastic it's such I'm a so film. glad to hear that i haven't been it's able fantastic. to go see it because i have a anchor around my neck oh my god <laughs> you are so <laughs> dramatic could, could almost god. describe it as some cement shoes around your head. this is bad comedy i'm done i am so done sorry sean that, i can show clips and i actually remember i have them sure. <laughs> you look so confused and Fun fact. Albatron I mean, what the, was like the, the end credits. It was like, now we're done. You get like, do, we, do we poke the bear too hard? Did he cut right. us off? Uh, right. No, I'm not Chris Ryan's. I won't do that. But sometimes I do remember that I have uh, odd uh, various things I could play. Uh, Such as. You fool! <laughs> <laughs> that clips uh, all right he, he is dead oh gosh you need to you need to add at the end of this when it when it's all said and done before you like publish it or whatever you just need to like put an immemorium of everybody that we've talked about this day. <laughs> of everyone <laughs> oh gosh yeah. we luckily uh don't have to put the alien franchise in memoriam um uh, I, I think we I, do covenant I, really really <laughs> kind of we, slit its maybe, throat, so well not so I much think we're we should but uh you know disney now has the uh the 20th century fox company who owns it and yeah so, oh, are, they, are they killing awakening then so i think they're killing awakening i think there's something else in the works um tv show <laughs> yeah, yeah so, and it's like com- a little disconnect. It's it's very new. They're not trying to follow up much of what's been done. I mean, it's going to be in universe, but not necessarily uh, a direct follow to anything. So, who knows? Um, we'll see where that goes. But um, uh, in closing, I did want to ask a very important question to me because my love of aliens started with this film, and I'm just curious because it always happens. The comics, the books. Uh, and eventually the movies have pitted these two aliens together. And so I'm curious, although we're talking about alien, on um, which team do you fall? Team Predator or Team Alien? Mm. I do like that Predator movie. It could be about Predator movies. Movie. It could be about the, the, the aliens individually or, you know, what, however you want to mentally uh, approach this as Brad punches his mic in the face. Yes. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I, had I, think, I think Predator. I think it's got like the, the claws and the stuff. And it'll rip them apart. 
Yes. And I like I just like that movie. It's also getting a new movie uh, on Hulu Pray. August 15th. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Well, it's a prequel to Predators, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, prequel to everything. So it's it's uh, set in um, you know uncolonized America. Um, so it's going to be uh, the Predator, uh, hopefully not the Pale Predator, hunting uh, Native Americans. So. Yeah. <laughs> Time, timely. Timely. <laughs> All right. Very timely. Yep. Uh, I think Predator gets it because he's like it's it's like the whole idea of like them them being hunters, right? They have mm -hmm. they're 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 thinking beyond the evolution cycle of of the alien, right? So they're very yeah. one track. I got to do this and I got to replicate and I got to do that. Whereas you know Predators, they have the tools, they have the technology, they have, they have the technology. They have, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> So oh. the, the Batman versus Predator comics are really good. Oh yes, uh, there's didn't also. Even know that was a thing. There's no, several. There, there are several. Um, yeah, cool. Versus think, Predator. The second one is where they, there's like some mob boss hires like ten very strange hitmen to go after Batman, and the Predator's like picking them off to try and make sure that they don't get to Batman before he does. And it's cool. It's very cool. I, awesome. I love the era mm. of like obscure predator. Cause there's also like my favorite, like predator content is it, just cause it's nostalgic to me is uh predator concrete jungle. It's a video game. Oh yeah. 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 With, yeah like, with uh, brother. yeah and, yeah. and you're just like legit, like cutting through gangsters at one point and every like, Oh my gosh. I remember that. It's yeah, good. Jungle's amazing. It's like the heat wave in New York, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And they're having the, the war. Yeah, no, Back when that was an actual plot point for Predators. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah. Brad, what about you? Team Pred? Team Alien? Uh, I mean, my heart says Aliens. My my mind says Predator. Uh, <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were going to say something else. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my body! <laughs> um, my body! <laughs> Uh, Ooh, no, no. I, mean, I, I feel like the safe, the safe bet would definitely be predators just because they evolve in hunting tactics. I mean, they're smart enough to capture queens and put them on ice for future hunts and stuff like that. I, I would say I, I want aliens to win more, but I would say predator. Yeah. I mean, once you reach the point where you're pets uh, for the other species, I think, yeah, they, they win a little yeah, bit. A little bit. What about you? Um, I say, you know what? I think I'm Team Predators as well oh, because man, <laughs> they're, they're highly intelligent aliens. And number, number one, are I you calling alien? Are you calling Xenos dumb? Yeah, Z Xenomorphs are, are a big donkeys. game. That's all they are. Exactly, man. It's like uh, when you go to Africa to shoot at a lion. Xenos only think about Don't one thing, that. and it's disgusting. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, there's the metaphor. Uh, it's it's strange to end a podcast about uh, the alien film and franchise 43 years later with yeah. all the praise for Predators, but... Personally, I'm Team Gary Busey. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, my love for, for this franchise came from loving uh, Predators first, and so, yeah, like, plus, mm. like... I think it has more successful hits. I think uh, Predator films have done right more than they have done wrong. And uh, and like I said, and I still stand by it, I, I, I love something about every one of these Alien movies, but I can also agree where some fall short of others. But the first one is definitely a masterpiece. Sean, you said it up top. You know, it's a, it's a nearly perfect film. 
uh, it is one I would put up there uh, in that, like, if you want to know what it's like to, uh, from beginning to end, have a unique and interesting and compelling experience, here's two hours for you. Um, it just happens to have, as Brad and uh, Kev came on to talk about at one point, one of the perfect sequels as well, mm-hmm. uh, and then some other sequels. And so um, I think if, uh, first of all, if you haven't seen this, we spoiled a, a lot. You should um, probably still go watch it, though. Ian Holmes is in this. I didn't know. If, I don't know if you know. He uh, was Bill Baggins. Bill Baggins is in this movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Enjoy. Be hor- He's hiding in the pipes. Horrible. He's hiding in the pipes. Um, but yes, uh, hopefully you've seen it before this. If not, maybe we've made it more uh, interesting. Do we, need, do we need to give spoiler warnings for 43-year-old movies? You know, and... I, I do ask often, at what point? Um, I know Nerd Herder is instituting the one-week policy on Kenobi stuff so uh basically we won't be talking about it even after we see it if you want to talk to us about it though we do have a spoiler chat in our discord we'll talk about it now we can talk about it now wasn't it crazy when he (laughs) (laughs) and gone (laughs) 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 and he's back Uh, but no uh yes so uh for us uh we we're at, literally right after this, after, well, not right after, because we're going to chat with these cool people a little bit, but uh, you don't get to hear that. Um, but after the show, that's exactly where we're going, is to uh, bask in the glory that is Kenobi. Going to um, bask in the mullet. But uh, yeah, at least Kenobi, we know, is under the spoiler umbrella. So we won't chat about episodes until they're a week out. Um, until but 43 years later. 43 exactly. years later, As yes. God when, intended. When... Uh, <laughs> Ewan McGregor is the age of Alec Guinness. We Hell will yeah. talk about <laughs> Um But no, thank you guys so much for uh, joining us. Um, I know you all are pod people. So uh, starting with Brad, if you want to let the folks know where to find you and your content, uh, shout it out. Uh, we are the Four Scissors Podcast. You can find us anywhere that you can find a podcast. Because anywhere. Anywhere. Anchor is awesome like that. <laughs> it is. And for the first time in a year, I started uploading to YouTube again. Hey. Hey. Atta boy. <laughs> Good Lord. I saw that and I, I cringed. Oof. Oh, man. Meanwhile, I can't stand taking a week off. <laughs> just know it pains me as much as it pains all of you lovely listeners. <laughs> I know you just can't live without your nerd herder content. Um, but no, uh, if you want fun stuff in your ears, uh, if you want unabashedly thoughtful and yet also ridiculous opinions, uh, Force Losers uh, has them in bulk. Uh, <laughs> and so highly recommend you check out Brad and oh, Kev. Man, we're, uh, I think we just recorded episode 92. Woo! Coming into Lord. the big numbers. Getting up. Oh, yeah. I don't even know where we're at. Uh, 39, it says in the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? It says in the, in the top left-hand corner, it says 39. <laughs> No, well, but 39 Nerdyverse, we've got a hundred and something uh, Nerd Herder, and we also have our Clone Wars rewatch. So we're probably near 200. I know we are, and this is a great plug, uh, we are at 99 subscribers. So if you aren't subscribed to us here on uh, Nerd Herder YouTube, do that. I'm going to unsubscribe. And even if you see that 100, make it 101. Keep going until we get to 666 and then stop. Nobody else can follow us after we reach that unholy number. Hey, Sean, where can people find you? Yeah, so I'm one of the one of the hosts of Blue Panther Milk Co. Um, 
basically anywhere like we're mostly on youtube uh we do uh movie scripts uh, star wars movies via ai um so and also like little short things so we've got a few projects in the in the pipeline the one that's currently running is the calvisian chronicles our wonderful chris ryan's does an incredible lando uh, impression we write him with the ai um a little monologue that he has to perform without having seen it before and they're pretty amazing one one drop this morning uh, episode four i believe trapped uh, mm. where he's trapped in a in a one of his cape closets and tells a story <laughs> uh, which is pretty amazing and we're currently working on uh, episode 4.75 so it's a movie that fits between um new hope and empire the first half of that's done it is uh pretty incredible it's uh it's like if um there was a die hard movie set in the star wars universe but with a lot of very stupid characters and um yeah, yeah. Nina from the holiday specials in it <laughs> dexter jetster um a few characters who have kind of originated in other ais and also pride veers piet and hugs are the villains in it hugs I... hugs 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 and it's it's all written with uh with ai so it's pretty pretty stupid and insane and it's the <laughs> I... first one that chris has worked on so he's been allowed to be let loose and he's yes. some quite incredible the latest stuff. edition uh in the blue bantha milk fridge uh yes chris you, ryan's if trust me you will be crying laughing the entire time like we do yeah absolutely amazing some of the funniest stuff <laughs> i've ever heard uh also uh some people uh so follow uh blue bantha over yes. on the socials insta Wholesome. and Matt twitter uh, <laughs> uh always always enjoy what they bring uh definitely to our social uh interactions and also just getting to hang out with you guys obviously in discord's tons of fun so yeah. uh you won't regret it blue bantha milk's awesome you might yep. yeah. mm, probably not you if you've put up with this it depends you on will, how well you get like, to know right them. All of the quality on this screen is so much better than what we offer. Justin, <laughs> what you got, buddy? Oh, that is not true when it comes to me. Um, <laughs> me and a friend of mine have a, a podcast that is uh, on a, I would say, a brief hiatus. It's a very long hiatus. Uh, it's Attempt to Optimism, Attempted Optimism uh, podcast. And it's uh, two guys that started talking about stuff when we were starting to lock down uh, at the start of COVID. And um, so just talking about a whole bunch of different things and arguing about a whole bunch of other things. And um, <laughs> a lot of it's on YouTube. Um, so if you search attempted optimism podcast, you should find us, but we're also on pod stuff where things are found for podcasts <laughs> and also SoundCloud somehow. Um, I, don't SoundCloud? I don't know. No idea. No <laughs> idea. Not, I don't, like I don't listen. I just show up to the thing. I don't edit the videos. <laughs> I don't upload the videos. Oh. Uh, but it probably was my fault that we ended up on SoundCloud. Somehow. But, but anyway, we're on a brief hiatus until we figure some stuff out, and then uh, and then yeah. we'll uh, eventually come back. There's a baby involved, like stuff. Yeah, <laughs> babies, COVID, a whole bunch of other stuff. All Hard to attempt time. optimism when all that's going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. Fair, but when it's most important. Um, so there you go. I, yeah. I just realized what your name on here was really you didn't know i don't read um, i didn't put it up there it was just on <laughs> it was just there it, it was, was just there yeah yeah just happened mm -hmm. um but uh that's yet another plug uh there's so many visual things uh that happen here uh why it's great to check us out live every friday at nine just keep uh i mean i'm course. just saying 
listen, uh, the live shows are a lot of fun. We really enjoy them because it lets us connect with uh, people we already enjoy. You get to see what we cut out. But we get to, uh, right, we get to, yeah, there's a reason that before the live episodes, it was like 30, 40 minutes, and now it's like an hour and a half, okay? But uh, it's tons of fun because we have great people and great friends um, uh, that we know we enjoy, but we get to have fun conversations and share with you uh, lovely listeners, so thank you for tuning in. Uh, thanks to our patrons who pay for this. We're sorry, um, but you know, manage your money better. I don't know. Uh, but uh, while while you are of poor judgment, we do appreciate you. Um, in fact, well, Justin, uh, you're one of them. Uh, and <laughs> the fun thing is, uh, we've got all kinds of different perks. One of those is an exclusive channel on our Discord. Um, but occasionally, uh, we just send gifts i mean you get a welcome package but um there's some cool new nerd herder keychains going out to our patrons here soon and that's kind of things you get that's if right. you're a patron and if you're loose with your wallet so there you go oh, <laughs> all the stuff all the stuff, all the stuff. yeah so uh, yeah, check it out. There's all kinds of links in the description, and there's all kinds of ways to support us. Um, if not patron, buy a shirt, uh, buy some coffee. Um, yeah, send us some uh, encouraging fragile. words. Uh, uh, send us some attempted optimism, uh, if you will. Branded. Uh, but uh, until next time, uh, we hope that everybody has a, a good time. Stays nerdy. Is that what we settled on? Is the thing? I didn't like it. So. Uh, um... We don't have a good exit hook for this one. We got stay scruffy because obviously nerd mm-hmm. herder mm-hmm. Wookie. Mm-hmm. Stay know. scruffy is good. Stay just, scruffy. Just Does it work it, for nerd? Keep the live going and just workshop some stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my my stay... baby's teething quite loudly in another room, so yeah. I will have to go. But yeah. No, <laughs> you, guys, you, just you know what? Go for it. Yeah. That, that's that's what <laughs> it is. Keep teething. Keep teething. Keep teething, babies. Wait a minute. You know, this is. Excuse me. A damn fine cup of coffee.